All right, everyone. Thanks for turning out for an episode of The Naturalist Capitalist. As usual, uh, I wanted to stay true to form and just have a bunch of technical difficulties before I start the show. You know, like, you, if you guys watch me, you know, I'll be like, and here's Peter Schiff. I can't see him or hear him. Hey, Peter, are you there? Shit, we shouldn't have done this one live. You know, pretty typical naturalist capitalist stuff. But anyway, yeah, I uh, have officially, well, officially, I guess I'm still a resident of Utah, but I've made the move. I'm back here in New Hampshire. I moved into uh, Hinsdale, New Hampshire, a few days ago. I've uh, been up here for Porkfest for a couple days now. Uh, last year was my first year coming to Porkfest, even though I was born and raised in New Hampshire, uh, and I lived here till two years ago, then moved out to Utah in March of 2020, believe it or not. But it was, uh, it was March 3rd, so if that helps, you know, it wasn't, um, wasn't like March 23rd, because then I might not have made that same decision had that been the case. But anyway, I moved out to Utah, did uh, heavy haul truck driving there for a couple years, and now I'm back in New Hampshire. Um, and, you know, I, I knew about the Free State Project in New Hampshire, knew, I think I knew about Porkfest, but never got involved with the Free State Project, never got involved with Porkfest, and also never got involved with the New Hampshire Libertarian Party, because, frankly, I didn't feel like, you know, they had that much publicity or they were really showing that they were getting anything done. But things have really changed over the last couple of years. I think part of that is, you know, you might have someone who's living in Illinois and they'll be like, yeah, you know, what New Hampshire's doing sounds pretty cool, but I'm here in Illinois, so why would I go to New Hampshire? But then you lose your job uh, or you face a vaccine mandate or something. You're like, all right, fuck it. Now this is a good enough reason to leave and go back to New Hampshire. But Anyway, I repatriated. I'm back here in New Hampshire, uh, joining up with LP New Hampshire and the Free State Project. And I figured for a guest on my podcast today, I'd have the man who's probably most responsible for making me come back. And he wants to make war gay. And his name is Jeremy Kaufman, your next senator. It's a lot of responsibility. No, I'm a libertarian. That's on you. You made those choices. So, how are we doing today, Jeremy? Doing great, man. It's, a, it's, it's so nice being here at Porkfest. I love it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, what, year, what, what number year for Porkfest is this for you? How many times have you been up here now? Enough that I have to try to figure it out. <laughs> uh, but I believe, I believe that this is Porkfest number seven for me. And I came to Porkfest right before I moved to New Hampshire. And I visited several times, but I'd actually never been to Porkfest until I was already committed to move. Felt very good, though, coming to Porkfest and having that commitment, you know? Yeah, so you came from Massachusetts, correct? Or Connecticut? Keep going. New York. There's <laughs> one uh, liberal place, that's all I remember. Uh, Philadelphia. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So you were a libertarian in Philadelphia, right, for quite a while? I was, but I wasn't, like you, I wasn't really engaged. Like, I wasn't engaged with the LP. I, I thought... I. A lot of it was like I wasn't voting, you know. I was like I had I thought libertarianism was correct, but also like I'm not gonna make a difference, you know, and was kind of just like not engaged. And I was following the Free State Project from afar, and it it seemed like the best idea to me, of like, and I, I came up and I visited and I liked it, and it was also kind of a time in my life like you know, 
time for a family, time to do some other things. And I was like, you know, I think New Hampshire is the place. And I didn't know, like, you know, when I moved, like, there was some momentum, but definitely it's been crazy the last couple of years. Like, a lot, a lot is happening. Yeah, I remember one of my first interactions with you ever was basically scoffing at you for boasting about New Hampshire so much. I was like, dude, I grew up in New Hampshire. It's not that good. Like, you're exaggerating. Then I had you on my show, and you talked about all the strides that the legislature has made and all the people that have been moving here. And then I saw you on TimCast, and then uh, I saw you were running for Senate, so I was like, all right, fuck it. I just have to go back. I don't really have a choice. But um, do you, have you seen, like, a huge uptick in the last couple years, or is that just me finally paying attention? No, absolutely. 2021 was the first year the number of free staters increased by a four-digit number, so we were just a little over 1,000 people, which is the first time that ever happened. I do think also, though, the, that we were failing at marketing more than we were failing, or just like communicating maybe is a better way of saying it, than failing at like accomplishing stuff. Although the accomplishments over the last two years are also crazy. But like, you know, Porkfest was here, like Porkfest has been happening, it wasn't, you know, quite as big, like there were legislative changes, like New Hampshire has been ranked as the freest state or the, uh, for a long time. Um, I just think all this stuff is accelerating. People are, you know, sort of sorting themselves out more, libertarians are recognizing more that, hey, like... You know, what I'm doing here isn't working. People come to a space like Porkfest and they're like, man, this is really nice to be around libertarians all of the time and realize that they can just have that, you know? Right. Yeah, so I don't know if Philadelphia is close enough uh, geographically to New Hampshire, but, uh, you know, I'm from New Hampshire. I was born and raised here, so we always think of, like, Massachusetts as our California or whatever, and then Maine is just kind of the chill state where nobody does anything, and then Vermont is where all the lesbians and hippies live or whatever. So was there a reputation that New Hampshire had from Philadelphia? Did people think like, oh yeah, those crazy people in New Hampshire were we just so irrelevant no one even talked about us there? What's New Hampshire? Where's, <laughs> yeah, where's New Hampshire? Yeah. There wasn't, New Ham well, New Hampshire is kind of like, it does have, I guess, some of the live free or die or libertarian reputation, but it's like, it's always surprising to me how little things you associate with New Hampshire, which is kind of weird. Like, like every state around New Hampshire has a food, but, like, we don't get one. Mm -hmm. You know, like, stuff like this, where it's, like, New Hampshire, it's kind of, like, there's not this strong association with it. And a lot of people don't realize how different New Hampshire is. From, like, people in the Northeast know, right? Like, people in the Northeast have an opinion of North Hampshire. They get it. But I think, like, a lot of people, if you live in, like, on the West Coast, like, New Hampshire's just part of New England. And you think of New England, you know, New England as something, you don't think of New Hampshire as, like, a distinct place, I don't think. Yeah. So, um, do you think we're, like, more known for the trivial things, like you don't have to wear a seatbelt, you don't have to wear a motorcycle helmet, or do you think we're finally getting known for some of the more substantial strides that we're trying to make here? I don't think people know the first stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All the motorcycle riders around here do, for sure. Yeah, but. yeah. There are, and in terms of weird libertarian bills, it's now illegal for the state police to discriminate against people riding motorcycles. I do not know how that is a law you enforce, but it is one now. <laughs> Anti-discrimination <laughs> <So>. laws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't. <laughs> there's, there's a state legislator who like was like, and he was pretty proud. I don't remember which one. He was pretty proud. Of it, but he was like really pissed off and convinced that he was discriminated against for riding a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. So like he, he was like, this we need to pass this law to ban motorcycle discrimination by the state police. I mean, you can't claim that it's not libertarian, right? I guess you're banning sure. the state. 
from discriminating. Right. I, we're definitely off on a tangent at this point. I don't remember the question, but this is just a funny kind of like, you know, libertarian thing that happens here. Yeah, that's yeah. our. I mean, uh, this kind of brings me to another idea. Remember in 2020 when Elizabeth Warren said that this, the government should pay for uh, gender reassignment surgeries in prisons? Do you remember when she said that? No, but okay. I believe she yeah. said it. She I did say that it. Sounds and like something she would say. I remember Bill. Most Ma- Native Americans believe that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I remember Bill Maher on his show. He was he brought that up, and he was like, "What demographic is she trying to reach here? Like, I mean, who who is going to respond to this?" But I I heard that in New Hampshire we decriminalized carrying. Uh, firearms on a snowmobile. So we now have the, <laughs> the armed snowmobiler vote on lock. Is that not correct? Or? Well, yeah, and it's a big base here. <laughs> well, it, that so that one's funny, and that's an example of how like the uh, uh, how you sort of like making the libertarian sausage actually happens. Where New Hampshire did uh, that's a, I don't know. <laughs> Toad that's, likes the yeah, idea thanks, of making sir. libertarian yeah, sausage. Toad so. likes. <laughs> he's just he's so into sausage, uh, uh, and uh, the. Like they tried to do constitutional carry or permitless carry, you know, and um, I don't. I'm not autistic enough to know all the details. There are some people who know them, but like basically, this like kind of got like missed, or it was like an oversight or a misinterpretation. So like it was left with like you didn't need a permit to carry your gun anywhere except uh, like off-road recreational vehicles, including snowmobiles. So this was like the only thing that was missed, and it actually was like a three-year fight to get this. <laughs> To get this through, because the last two years the the free staters didn't didn't quite have as much power as they did have had these last two, and so it was like they couldn't they couldn't get this fixed through. So technically, I mean, it wasn't being like enforced; it wasn't like some big thing, but it's like on principle, like let's let's fix this. But then the funniest thing here uh, that that happened out of this whole thing is this one of the organizations that opposes libertarians here. They made this graphic of people uh, holding guns while snowmobiling, and they're just having a great—they're having a great time. And it's just the funniest picture. There's something about it. The Free State Project posted it to Facebook the other day when the, they fixed this, and it got 2,000 likes on the Facebook post. Uh-huh. And it's just this funny picture, and it's like the degree to—I mean, this is like jumping a little bit. But I think it's funny, like the, the way to which the people who have tried to stop this stuff just continue to kind of like own themselves. And um, and do these things that are really helpful to us because it's the funniest picture. And every time we post it, people are like, "That's really funny." We just fixed it, and uh, and this stuff is made by the people who are trying to stop us. It definitely makes me feel like you know, if these are the, this is the, what the, the people are doing that are trying to stop us. I mean, the future is bright, you know. Yeah, decriminalizing guns on snowmobiles. Take that, Florida. I bet DeSantis yeah. isn't going to decriminalize that anytime soon. Yeah. So. <laughs> the, the guy who signed red flag laws, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although we got, you know, you start to get a chip on your shoulder about uh, Florida. I mean, it's it's uh, it's not a thing. Libertarians who visit New Hampshire and Florida aren't choosing Florida. Mm-hmm. Like that's not happening. Libertarians who aren't visiting both are maybe are maybe choosing Florida. Like maybe that happens, but I don't think many people who come and check out what happens here and go to Florida end up choosing Florida. Yeah. So what do you think about the Republicans? In New Hampshire, it seems like for the most part, they're willing to just play ball with what the free staters want. And then if they get in their way, they regret it. Is that kind of accurate or is the free state not that big of a deal yet? It's it's definitely give and take like the free state project. I would not say has majority control. It's like it's nice. It would be nice to believe that that free staters do. I don't think they do, Um, but they have a substantial 
minority, like close to my majority control in the House specifically. And that's enough that like you're not going to get anything done without them and they can advance a lot of their own agenda. Um, you know, they definitely feel like there are times where the sort of non-free staters have, like they feel like they've done stuff, like they passed this great bill and then it gets destroyed or, or blocked. Um, and so by the, by the Republicans in the Senate or by the governor um, himself, but but a lot gets through anyway, and what it what it produces, what's most important is like it's kind of like a, a ratchet effect or an inverse ratchet because we're going in the good direction where like like normally like the state only gets larger, right? Like it doesn't ever go backwards; it just gets bigger, and maybe it stays the same for a little bit, but it mostly just gets bigger. Um, and here, I think it's the opposite, where like there's a sufficient contingent that like it's never things are never going to go go backwards from our perspective the state's not going to get larger there's enough here that that's going to be stopped in years where maybe if there's like i don't know less impact for whatever reason a charismatic democratic governor like right, maybe it won't go forwards as much maybe it won't make as much progress every year but it feels like we're going to be able to stop like i can't point to something to like where we've moved backwards at all in the last several years, maybe like extremely minor things. There are times where they've been like brokered trade-offs where it's like we get these great things and we're maybe giving up a little bit here or there. There's like, there actually there was this year criminal justice, there's some like bail reform stuff that had been passed that like moved back a little bit this year. Like there's like very small stuff, but for the most part, it's like we're moving forwards, we're never moving backwards. Right, so I got a, a couple foreign policy questions that I'm going to relate to New Hampshire. So, you know how uh, Putin recognized Luhansk and Donetsk as independent uh, sovereign nations, independent from Ukraine? Are we hoping that he does that for Maine and New Hampshire, too? And if he does, what's yeah. our response going to be? Yeah, I think anyone, any, and just all foreign leaders listening to this podcast, I know many do, <laughs> uh, all foreign leaders listening to this podcast, New Hampshire will ally with you <laughs> if you promise us independence, okay? <laughs> We've got a lot of people on the ground here, all right? So if you're listening, we, you know, reach out. Talk to me on Twitter, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how foreign leaders communicate. One is, I've never been messaged by one. Have you ever been messaged by a foreign leader? I haven't. I wish okay. I could say I had, yeah. but I haven't. So. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've heard you liken the migration to New Hampshire of libertarians to Zionism. So, like, libertarian <laughs> Zionism. So my question is, do we get a right of return, and do we get a Nakba where we get to expel 750,000 progressives from New Hampshire and bulldoze their houses, or how's this going to work? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think it's clear at this point I like to explore my metaphorical, you know, space. <laughs> and sometimes you come up with metaphors that people like, and sometimes you come up with metaphors that people share snapshots of for the rest of your life. And... Uh, the point is, it's at, this one is absolutely correct. Spot on. A-plus metaphor. It doesn't miss it all. Everyone loves it. No one's even has a problem with the idea of libertarian Zionism. That's right. not remotely an idea that offends anyone. Uh, I, but no, it is like, it is kind of, it is, I think it is a little bit like it. I'm not, I'm not for everything that Israel does from sure. a foreign policy perspective, but from the perspective of like an, an ideologically successful country, like Israel didn't exist. It's a bunch of people who said, we believe this thing. And now they have a space where people live in accordance with their rules. And, I, and like, that is from the, from, the, from the libertarian, you know, new countries don't generally happen. This is part of the problem. We don't get to ever do anything new. And this is something, you know, that we can, we can do here 
whether it's a separate country or not, like, you know, having a sort of libertarian homeland, a space where libertarians get to live in accordance with libertarian principles. I think that's, um, I think that's very important. It's important to me. And I think like this is the most viable way of that happening. Yeah. So, so sorry if you don't like Zionism, but if you're here in New Hampshire, you love Israel now is basically, I think you (laughs) recovered it. That's the only way to string it all together. (laughs) Is that you now love Israel? I, so That's a pretty sorry. good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're running for Senate now. Um, wh- what are your thoughts so far? It's been like what eight or uh, six, seven months in. Like, yeah. is it what you thought it would be? Or uh, I think it's going? about to. I think it's about to heat up. It's been awesome, like, to get the support of everyone in LPNH, like. The truth is, I don't want to be a senator. Like, I would do it. I would do. I would make the most of it. I'd do some fun stuff, and I would also try to be as effective as I could. Like, don't get me wrong. I would. I would do it. But like, the idea of being a politician, like that, was never appealing to me. I didn't want to. And so, you know, people here kind of appealed to me, and I was a little uncertain about it. But like, and they've really supported me. It's been awesome. Um, the the Libertarian Party, uh, you know, of New Hampshire here feels like a really strong, you know, group that's really working together as a team. You know, all this stuff, you know, people put that, um, they just put that together, you know, in that sort of, you know, voluntary cooperative uh, way. And so um, I feel like I thought it's, 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 they've made it, you know, easier, not that it's easy, but like easier than I thought that it, it might be. And now I feel like I've got to, you know, we've got to deliver. We've got to make sure that we have a you know successful campaign um, yeah. you know yeah so what's going on with the republicans have they chosen their nominee yet and if they haven't how do these guys look um it's very uh it's very late in new hampshire when that's resolved i believe it's like august or september which before. that helps you right if i I, I think it helps the incumbent the most i think it helps hassan because she gets to just Hassan. run. Hassan. <laughs> Hassan. Hassan. I'm yeah. not going to learn how to I, I, say it. I go with Hassan. Hassan. It's, it's Hassan. unpopular. Which is, so. okay. you know, whatever. It's Hassan. We're Hussein. going with it. Yeah, Hussein. Yeah, Hussein. Hussein. Maggie Hussein. Yeah, Maggie Hussein. So the favorite is this guy, Chuck Morris. He's, like, very boring. And it's, like, exactly the kind. He's, like, uh, the Mitch McConnell of New Hampshire, effectively, where he's, like, yeah, he's a Republican, but he's, like, kind of sucks at it. Uh, and, and, you know, mostly like he is the one who like helped Obamacare get through or whatever the New Hampshire, you know, branch of that was when the state had to approve it. Like, you know, he's, but he's the favorite. Um, there is another free stater running Bruce Fenton, uh, who is awesome. It'd be tough to run against that guy, quite frankly, like, because I think if we actually had a debate, we just like stand on stage agreeing with one another. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but I think he's, I, I hope he wins, but I think he's a bit of an underdog probably. Yeah. So if he wins, uh, are you just are you gonna still run, or what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Put you right <laughs> on the is, spot. <laughs> I have an answer to that question, but I'm on video. I would do what's best for the greater libertarian <laughs> movement. Uh, so I don't want to reveal the exact strategy. There would be one, uh, but like you yeah, know, that's what it's about. I I will say I hate. I'll take this to say like I hate all the like factorial stuff. I hate like LP versus like libertarian stuff. It's like you know art. Are you, uh, you know, do you believe in, li- are, you, are we on the same team? Like, that's it. Who cares? You know, if we're going to disagree on, like, strategy or all this stuff, I think it's really dumb, mm-hmm. you know? So. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so last time I had you on my show, the War is Gay ad hadn't been released yet. Yeah. And I thought it was great. And I, I'll be honest, like, when I first saw it, I was like, 
I'm not so sure about this. Like, I'm not sure this is going to work the way we want it to. But then everybody who under everyone who already understood the premise, like their only worry was that other people wouldn't get it. Like all of them got it, right? Like it, it, and then the people who were angry about it were all the right people who you'd want to be angry about it. I saw people, uh, I forget, his, he's the chairman of something from New Hampshire here. Chair of the Democratic Party. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah he, uh, he quote tweeted it and he was just railing against the fact that you would say war is gay instead of the fact that we're bombing Yemen or, you know, assisting with a proxy war in Ukraine or any of that stuff. So was it as successful as you hoped it would be or more successful or... What do you think about that direction you've gone with the campaign? Yeah, I think it's been great. It's part of why I was interested in running as a libertarian. That's what I you know, told them is, like, I want to experiment with how to do the messaging. And the thing is, I'm not saying I'm correct. What we know is what we have been doing isn't working. <laughs> That's obvious, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so we, we've got to be trying some different things. I think having some comedy involved... Um, is is very big. I was talking to um, I was talking to someone today at Portcrest about that app, and he said that like his work environment was one that was like like not um, you know not like particularly uh, uh, political, but like he was able to like share that ad with someone else. And like when you're sharing that something, and you're just like you know, hey, isn't this funny? Like it's actually like kind of a safer way. Because there's a bunch of different ways that things you can kind of like like take away from that, right? Like when you're when when you're the sort of underculture, and there's this dominant kind of thing, and there's these things that like if you you can't talk about or whatever, that it's dangerous to talk about, risky to talk about. Maybe not that you can't. Like comedy is a really powerful way of introducing those and building that base of of people who do agree, because it's a safer way to kind of share an idea than something that is like very specifically. Uh, state it. Um, so that's definitely, I think, libertarian. I think that's something that libertarianism can can definitely use. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming that Vermin Supreme probably doesn't like you very much, but uh, I'm seeing a lot of the same type of strategy. I actually had him on my show a couple years ago, and he was talking about how through comedy and through parody, you can actually, you know, draw attention to obvious problems within the system or whatever but especially your second ad that came out like i want to be a lizard person very similar to you know the friendly fascist a tyrant you can trust you should have me run your life because i know what is best for you so what, what do you think about uh vermin supreme and like how he did his campaigns like how are what have you taken away from that or have you has that been any inspiration for any of this, or just thoughts on that? Yeah, so uh, there's things that I like and don't like about Vermin. I think Vermin is very entertaining. My biggest problem with Vermin is, like, I'm not... I think he may actually just be a communist. Mm -hmm. And and I, hopefully he's not... I'm not certain. Vermin, feel free. I'm happy to have a... You know, we can have a conversation about it. But, like, you know, he seems... At least if it's not him, it's the people he's attracting that, you know, to me would not actually share my principles. So that's actually what I dislike. The, uh, the the and I the the idea of some of the stuff that he does like yes some of the stuff that he does that's satirical I think is very good um, what I'm trying to do that's a little bit different is like I I'm trying to have I like substance behind it like if we want to talk economics if we want to talk about why libertarian ideas are better if we want to talk about policy or these kinds of things like I'm not I'm not just going to do uh, comedy um, and but I think that if you're just doing the serious stuff. 
no one knows and no one cares. The amount of people who are, you know, making choices based off of even a serious consideration of the actual policies involved is under 10%. It's probably like 5%. It's like no one, okay? So like if you want to have a hope of like building a base of people, like it's got to be some way of engaging with them that's not check out how much, you know, like check out these very like logical arguments as to why these ideas are, are correct. 95% of people are some large amount of people. They're not going to be able to follow them. Whereas like they can follow a joke. They can, they, they can feel like that's something that they, you know, there's some affinity towards or, and it's not just, it's not just about humor. I, you know, I'd like to be doing other traditional, you know, traditional campaign stuff. You know, we're doing meet and greets and, and other things like this to, you know, to get out there and, and to meet people. Gotcha. So um, if I were Dave Smith, I would be watching your campaign with a lot of interest to try to learn <laughs> things from it. Like I, I saw you went on with Nick Gillespie. I haven't I don't think the full interview has been released yet. Right. It but uh, that was kind of like that. I, maybe it wasn't. But to me, it seemed like one of your first interviews where you're talking to someone with notoriety where you had to actually address, you know, the kind of trolling edge lordiness that you've gone with. Um what what would you, what, how do you think it's uh, how do you think people are receiving that style of messaging? Uh, not not so not so much the satirical half, but the like really pushing the line and saying something in as inflammatory a way you can while still being technically correct to get people to start talking about something. Do you think that most people understand what you're doing there? Or do you think they just get turned off by it? Well, I think most people don't even know that it's happening. <laughs> Um, so you've got to kind of like break down, you know, who we're, who you're talking about and what we're doing. Um, you know, in my case, like, look, I don't think the edge lording is like some substantial, you know, portion of, of what's being posted. I think it's in the, I, agree, I yeah. think it's, yeah, I think it's in the mix. I think it is something, uh, that's, uh, you know, that can be a tool. I think there are examples where it's done correctly. I think there's examples where it wasn't done, uh, you know, where it wasn't done correctly, but I think like when you're where libertarians are like nationally like it is not a time to be timid it is not a time to be like comfortable with what the sort of like status quo of approach is you know there's no there's no trend that's showing any you know you need to be just doing different things you need to be finding something else that's you know that's going to be working um and i i i mean uh so i think that like I, I think it's crazy to be getting like so upset about people who are trying to do something that's like a little bit different, you know, trying to engage in a different way. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you're right that it's such a small part of what's being put out, but it ends up being all anyone talks about, which is annoying, but but it's stuff no one sees. Like what and I don't it's all it's all internal people who are fighting internal fights over yeah. this stuff. Like there's no one that's opposed to libertarians that's going around on social media like trying to dredge up fights. It's all libertarians <laughs> doing it to other libertarians. And they're saying like you'll never be you'll never be a viable candidate. You never you can't you can't say these kinds of things. But it's like it's all libertarians. It's not it's not people who oppose libertarians that are doing it, you know? So it's 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 crazy. I mean, I think honestly, <laughs> it's that you have people who manage to simultaneously be autistic and narcissistic. So they want to be manipulative, but they're terrible at it. <laughs> and so like they have all of the impulses of a narcissist, but they're also autistic. So they they're terrible at understanding other people. And it's like the weird. These, some of these people, there's like ten of them that are like so obsessed and neurotic 
and also so like insane and unpopular it's like it's very it's very weird mm-hmm. the lp does need to keep this like what they do need to be doing is doing what they're doing is like blocking these people like get them out like these these people who are terrible and awful people they're only going to drag you down when new and and curious people you know come in if that's the kind of person they're dealing with so have you seen a huge shift in the libertarian parties support or lack of support for you since Reno? Has it been night and day? Oh, ab- absolutely. New Hampshire generally, you know, not not even specifically uh, me and the Free State uh, Project. That's been awesome. I mean, I think the Libertarian Party, like the Free State Project as a, you know, 501c3 nonprofit, you know, can't be directly engaging in politics. So they try to stay strict to promoting New Hampshire. But the, again, the Libertarian Party, like I love them. I wish they were winning everywhere. They haven't been, and so they've got to be looking at, well, what's working, you know? And they have their project of, I think they're focusing on Wyoming, but hopefully they'll include, you know, maybe New Hampshire in that and put some real resources towards getting libertarians elected in New Hampshire. Um, I would I would love to see that happen. I think if there's anywhere that it can happen, it's here, right? Getting, getting some libertarians in office, and there have been libertarians in office as recently as like six or so years ago. And... Uh, yeah, it's been it's been great. I'm ex- I'm very excited for the future of the LP. I'm hoping that like you know people can come together and work together, and I hope that and I think that the new LP will be trying to you know bring people in. Like all we got to move past all this stuff that happened over the last couple of years. Like you know now is the time to be looking forward, not backwards. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. So does the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire have, or should it have, a different strategy? than all the other affiliates. And I I would say yes, because New Hampshire is unique in the fact that we're actually trying to basically build a libertarian homeland. So while we still want to appeal to people and try to convince them that our ideas are the best, you know, if you're you're a conservative from San Francisco, you're almost embarrassed to admit that these days, (laughs) right? It's like, yeah, yeah. Or if you're a progressive from Florida, you know, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'm from Florida or whatever. I kind of want to have that for if you're not a libertarian from New Hampshire, you're almost embarrassed to admit it. So it, should that, I mean, it seems like it has been part of the strategy of the way the New Hampshire affiliate has been going. But is that a is that a good representation of what we should be doing, do you think? Or? Well, I think, obviously, the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire, like, I think everyone in it, or almost everyone in it, would say they consider themselves a free stater. They see themselves aligned with the Free State Project. They recognize that there has been a lot of success that's happened through the Republican, you know, party. So I think there is some sort of different sentiment. That's not a defense of Republicans elsewhere, but I think here people have kind of seen that that's been happening. Um, and I think that like the Libertarian Party has to like it can't. I don't. Th- I don't think it would be good if it's somehow like being contrary to the interests of the Libertarian, you know, party. Like, I think it's good that the Libertarian Party <clears throat> run a strong presidential candidate and get those ideas out there. I think it's good that the Libertarian Party be trying to get toeholds for liberty elsewhere in the country. I think here it is a little bit different and a little bit weird. You know, like the Libertarian Party nationally is like school choice, and here we're like, well, the Republicans already want to pass the most aggressive school choice bill in the country, you know, so what's our position? Our position is abolition, you know, like, because there's not, what's the point in being the school choice party? You know, there's already a clear, you know, so we get to, we'll represent the pure libertarian position. Um, I think it's good for the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire to generally be representing pure libertarian positions, given the dynamics of of the state, but I also want I want to see libertarians getting elected. We actually I, I can't get into all the details, but 
part of what we think our campaign here can lead to actually is getting um, an actual libertarian presence in the in the state house. Uh, we've got some real libertarian autism working on all the uh, election <laughs> rules. Uh, so there's something that we think we can get if we as long as we can get to four percent. Um, we have something that we think we can do that will be will really be good for the Libertarian Party here in New Hampshire. Well, awesome. Is there anything that you want to really get out there about the Free State Project that people are misunderstanding or need to hear more about? Any uh, last thoughts? Uh, your new address and what <laughs> hours people are free to stop by. If I had Phil's blessing, then I'd release <laughs> that. But he specifically told me no Libertarian guests. So uh, he doesn't want the Libertarian community to know where he lives. He just so. wants... He just wants you, he just wants you to have women over, is what he's actually saying. Well, like I said, he said no libertarian <laughs> guests. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say like uh, for people who haven't been to New Hampshire yet, come to for come to Porkfest, come check it out. There's so many people here who you know this is their first experience. You know, come and check it out, and uh, welcome back. It's awesome to do the first podcast <laughs> with you here in New Hampshire, real time. It's been a blast.